Hi guys and welcome back to Coffee with Danny. Oh my god, it feels like forever. I'm so, so excited to be doing this again. So welcome to 2017. There's going to be a lot of changes, but I promise you it's all for the better. So if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, you should definitely be following me. It's at Mission Worldy. And if you follow the show, obviously it's at Coffee with Danny. You would have seen that last week I hosted my first ever Coffee with Danny in real life. So basically this year I'm looking to hold a bunch of live events free of charge for people to come down to, meet other people and be at the live recording of the show. So I'm super excited to share that segment with you. Um, the event that I held was with the Pantry Underwear with the founder Eloise Ellie. She's such an amazing girl and I really think you guys are going to enjoy her interview section. As always I'm checking in, catching up with the girls so I've got that section for you also. And I'm just really excited to see where this year is going to take us. I'm really excited to see things that are in the pipeline. And I just, honestly, I can't wait to share it all with you. Don't forget to drop me an email. It's at coffeewithdanny at gmail. Follow us on social media. Send me a tweet. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a cheeky review on iTunes. All that good stuff. And I will see you very soon. Bye. Tell me what you think. went down the wrong way. Mmm, <laughs> yum. This is a great... Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, guys. Lord of mercy. I never looked at it. No. Whatever sauce is on this pan. Mmm, pretty good. Let me tell you what my shit date is. Oh, no. I never met anyone so boring in my entire life. What, the guy on... The shit date. So how do you meet this one? Who is who is he? Yeah. So we met on Bumble. Yeah. And he works for like a travel company. Okay. Like a travel agent, but he specialises in um packages for South America. Which is really interesting. Hook me up. Hook me up. Mm. But yeah, continue. Mm. You know when you just go somewhere? Yeah. And you just know straight away from someone's like energy that you don't want to be in their company. Mm-hmm. Where did you Before go? he even opened his mouth, I was thinking, I don't want to be here. Well, you have no mercy. No, but it, I'm being honest, like, you know, you can just tell from someone's, like, energy and their aura, like, I'm not a hippy-dippy person, yeah. but I could tell as soon as I got there, I was like, nah. It's going to be a long round. So where did you actually go on a date? Went to the pub. Mm. Um, so what happened, essentially, we meant to meet after work. Mm. But then we had a really successful day at work. One second, I need a fork. Mm. Mm. We had a really successful day at work, which ended up with me leaving work late. So I texted him an hour before the time we were supposed to meet, saying, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, like, I've just left work. Do, can we push it back half an hour? Mm-hmm. So I knew I wasn't going to get there in time. I don't want you just sitting around waiting for me. Like, I've got respect for you, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. How did you respond to that? Well... Messages weren't delivering, so I was freaking out thinking, oh my god, he's on the way. I was literally freaking out, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. I felt really bad, I don't want to be late. No, I know what you mean. It's bad impressions as well. When I don't know you, but I still have respect for you. Yeah. Like, Danny, I was in the bath. Danny was like, better be out of the bath when I get back. <laughs> I was like, I need to shower! Get out of the bath! <laughs> so I texted him saying, can we push it back, can we push it back? And then he saw it like 10 minutes before we meant to meet. Mm-hmm. Not my problem, I texted him out before. Yeah. Turns out he was swimming. That's why I didn't see it. But had you not sent that message, he would have been late for the date, right? I don't know. 
<laughs> no, the no. Twin Bucks was close to the pub. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair so enough. Okay, so he had like his plan, I guess. Yeah. Okay, that's not your fault. You exactly. I did try, I tried. She was like, oh, like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Okay, that's good that he was good about it, though. You so here's me. Run home. Run change. Run out. Mm. Quick, quick, quick. Trying to, like, but not no. be late for the time I said I was going to meet him, which mm. was really late. As soon as I walked in the door, I was like, nah. It's a no from me. Was it just, like, what was his vibe? Like, what was it? Like, was it just a dead vibe? Was that it? Just dead? Like, I'm <laughs> nodding. Dead. It was just dead? Like... I don't know, like, you know when you, like, meet someone, you should be, like, that combination of, like, ex- yeah, yeah, like, the combination be excited of excited and nervous at the yeah, same yeah. time. And so it feels either of the two words. Yeah, like, nervousness should not overthrow that. Mm-hmm. No, but you should feel, like, a little bit, like, giddy and, yeah. like, nervous, and I didn't feel any of those yeah. things. I just literally just felt, like, really? Oh, like, gosh. That's really sad. You have no chat. Really? Did he have chat over Bumble though? Or was it like, how long were you talking for on Bumble? Over text and stuff. Okay, it wasn't very long. Okay. Over text and stuff, it was fine. Like, it was good. I'm the complete opposite like that. And I kind of like the fact that he was like, oh, let's go for a date. So I was like, look, I don't have all, all year to be wasting chatting mm, to you. Yeah, 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 then go on a date and be like, actually, you're not that interested. Mm. Do you not break from me? So there's two sides to this coin. One side, I'm really happy because... I met you, I didn't like you, it's over. Yeah. Rather than me texting you for months. And then building meet it you. Some, like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, oh god, he's And then you feel like you have to like me sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. So but I'm kind of glad that it's happened. But I'm just like, really? Can I please? To be fair, it's fine now, but I was like, boring people, just please stay out of my lane. <laughs> you are distracting me. in your own lane. <laughs> it just wasn't cool. That's really shit. But, um, oh well, it's fine. People, some people can be really boring, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was saying to my mom, I was like, well, this, my mom was like, yeah, you have to kiss some frogs. I was like, mom, not kiss them, just meet them. <laughs> Denise, mom. It's true. The thing is, though, some frogs have personalities, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this frog can have nothing. Mate, happen. I don't discriminate. I don't care if you're, like, not hot. Honestly, like, I always think this, like, if you're funny... Yeah, it could make you more attractive. Anything, it doesn't matter. If you're funny, then you can make anything happen. No, but I agree. If you have no chat... I don't yeah. care if you look like Ryan Reynolds, if you've got no chat, it's not happening. Yeah. No. I don't care if you look like Tyson Beckford, no chat, it's not <laughs> happening. Tyson Beckford. I don't care if you... <laughs> I don't care. I'd finish the date if it was a Tyson Beckford thing. No, because I don't care if you're good looking, like it needs to be an interesting conversation. Like I'm not gonna sit there and just admire how beautiful you are. Like thing for me is they also have to be like not necessarily book smart, but they just have to be like educated. Not I'm not even gonna be like severe like high educated. Yeah. Like just in touch with the news and stuff like that or like I don't know. See, I'm the opposite. You don't like wokeness? No, I like wokeness, but I also like a guy that doesn't really have a clue what's going on. Nah. nah, I can't handle that. What do you mean though? So that like, you can like, what, what what do you mean by not a clue? Guys, I meet and they don't have a clue. Like, I don't know, like just proper common boys. It's just nice to actually educate someone. No, 
I don't want to be a teacher. But I don't think genuinely interested in what I learn. No, but I like that. I understand. Like, say, like you're doing architecture degree. I don't really know anything about architecture, so I'm meeting you and you're teaching me about it. That I get. But if you don't know about current affairs, it's not gonna work. Like, if you have no idea about things to do with like. No, you don't have to be deep in it, but have some kind of knowledge of what's happening and affecting you at the moment, like whether it be like a bit of politics, you don't have to be deep into it. But yeah, I mean, I can't I be dropping some names and then you're like, who? Who's do you, do you, you know, there's certain yeah. things, and if you're saying who, part of me is like, oh, like, just. It's like some guy who dated who Mariah Carey was, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> it's over. Like, oh, bye. You've got to be woke to popular culture as well as mm. culture. Like, you don't need to know obscure But it's like that guy was saying, kept saying things to me about, like, my hair. And it wasn't because, like, I don't know, it was just weird. Like, he kept going on about the fact that I have different hair. Yes, bitch, I change my hair literally every single day. Mm -hmm. You might see me with weave down to my ass on Monday and the short, curly, natural hair on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. Exactly. Rant over. I just can't handle boys at the moment. Having no respect. Oh, don't. Right, just zero respect. Like, even if you're sleeping with someone or whatever, it's or you've slept with someone and it's casual, just still, you can still be respectful. Definitely. Don't me for, like, nearly a week, then text me, are you coming over tonight? Do you know what I mean? No, no. Did we make plans? Did we go on a date? Did you ask how I was? No. No, no, how are you? Like, how are things going? Like, how's your week? Oh, sorry that I missed you. Things like that. I don't really think you have a relationship set at first, but you didn't. Exactly. Like, I don't know. It's just so rude. Especially when before they put all the work in to make it seem like they actually want to attempt something. But it's like, oh no, you just wanted to sleep with me. Which is fine. But but just make it clear from the start. Make your intentions clear at the start instead of making it like, oh, you know, something could come from this or whatever. Yeah. I agree. It's just irritating. Because then you can be like, okay, cool. That's what you want. That's not what I want. See ya. Like, it's not even that deep, but it makes, that makes me look like I'm overtly, like, when I'm having a go, like, all you being disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. I don't even like you that, like, I don't really like you. I don't care but You're just annoying me. But you me. will respect me. <laughs> Your behaviour is irritating me. And he's too old to be playing with that, like, playing about. Mate, I talked about like, this in the last podcast. He's 28. I'm London boys. 28 is a new 22. Right. I swear to God. I'm not even going to diss some 22-year-olds. That's a new 18. Like, yeah, so you might as well date a 20-year-old. I'd rather do that and then you could have some excuse behind it. Exactly. Like, I can justify like other people's behaviour. Teach them behavior. how to be a man. Like, 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 easy, them, boys. like, leave them to grow up a bit and give them the benefit of the doubt that in a few years' time they may be okay. But at that time, I've got no patience for you because you should know better. <laughs> like, they know better. They just don't want to be better. It's just, oh, I don't know. He just like spoke the gospel. Like, he just said to me, and he was like, Boys in London don't want girlfriends, they want girlfriends, they want fuck buddies. Mm. And he was like, He said that his daughter was the same age as us, and he was like, Retired. But he just spoke on it, and he was honest. He was like, Look, they don't want a girlfriend, they just want to have sex. And we're like, that's fine, but be respectful and say that from the start. Mm, don't exactly. pretend to be fucking Casanova and give the boyfriend experience and be like, oh, actually, can we just bang? No. I just, fuck. Uh, it's just exhausting to the, the point where it's just put me off. It's people. painful for some guys to actually use women. And that's why they do that. They'll 
give you this kind of positive vibe. But then it's with them. It's like they you. they want to they want their girlfriend relate. They want the girlfriend experience as well. The they commitment. don't want the responsibility or yeah. the commitment. That's a problem. They want all Can the trimmings of it. That's no, but that's the thing. They'll put all that's the what they're scared of. Well, look at what's his face. Like all he still does all the sort of interests of like treats like I'm I like his girlfriend, girlfriend, but. He doesn't want to make you his girlfriend because that's no. too much pressure. Too much pressure. But I mean, he the effort keep, of like talking to you, keeping you sweet, like showing interest in what you're doing, X, Y, and Z, want to take places and do stuff. But I mean, what's what what is the purpose of that? It's because they they want that little. They want a girlfriend, but they don't want a girlfriend. It's just ridiculous. I'm not going to check with nobody. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh she's easy you. as it was at school, you know. Did I tell you the other day? Hold hands on the playground, and next thing you know, your boyfriend and girlfriend. Exactly. You just tell them within minutes, like I like you, you like and you. And you can easily get away with having two boyfriends. <laughs> Thanks for the days. I ain't gonna that trouble. Remember when I went to the art gallery? Yeah. On that, like essentially, like double, double day. day. Yeah. So the other two are going for a boyfriend now. No. Sorry, I'm having the tender. They were already. Uh huh. That was you took her there just to like suss it out and like suss her out and just ask like his opinion like oh what do you think of her? She's really nice. Why are they asking you that when you're not even his girlfriend? Like why? Why does your opinion even matter? Like does not matter actually. But yeah, interesting. Remember when I on that double date in New York and I asked him if they'd like been together long and she was like, oh, it's our second date and I was like, oh, what? I never, oh ever, <laughs> ever agreed to go on a double date. You remember this date? <laughs> do you remember, I know. <laughs> but do you remember this date when he turned up with his mate and his mate, who I thought was Mrs, turns out no. she was just a second. Did I tell you about this? No. Why do people do this? Listen. Like, why are you introducing everyone to everyone, like, so, like, quickly, like, forgotten? <laughs> I get that. I'm waiting. <laughs> He's late. And I was like, I'm about to go home. I'm pissed off. Five minutes before he arrived, he's like, oh, do you mind? My friend's here with his girlfriend. No, he said, my friends have come as well. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you brought your friends on a date? I'm well confused. Bring him on next time. Turns up with another guy and the girl who I thought were like his friends are in a relationship. No, they're on their second date. Why the fuck are we here then? Hmm? That's, yeah. I left. I ate my dinner and I left. Yeah. And I paid for my dinner and oh. I left. Oh. <laughs> hey, <what? laughs> I'm actually in a oh, feed coma. Me too. Oh. And I've got to edit this now. In a feed coma. Ellie can't walk. <laughs> Ellie can't walk. I just get back to West London. Thanks for coming over though. Yeah, welcome. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you too. We're back on, people. We are back on. We're back. I'm and excited we're still for the next, I'm excited for the next live event. Can't say I'm too much. So I want proud. to. Make sure. Oh, I like this. this jumper. Right, I need to go because I need to floss. I can feel food in my teeth, and I just can't even deal. <laughs> Let's go into the interview section. Hi. Okay, so we're gonna start recording now. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for all attending. So this is the first ever live recording of Coffee with Danny. We've got a live audience with us. It's a few girls that have been on the show previously. But today I'm sat down with Eloise. Ellie, she's the owner of the Pantry Underwear in Angel. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> we're having a pant party. We're having a pant party. So the champagne's flowing and we're just going to go straight into it because, you know, why not? Yeah. It's fine. 
So basically, if anyone that hasn't listened to the show previously, the show is all about like business startup, girl power, you know, all that kind of jazz. So I always like interview a cool girl that's like doing something really cool just to inspire the people and see how you got to where you are. You're a cool girl. Don't like laugh. Girl power. <laughs> She's <Yeah>. so cool. <laughs> okay. So first question is just like your background. So we're going to talk about, did you study your first job, things like that. So did you go to university to start? I didn't go to university. Did no. you go straight into work? I went to college, sixth form college, okay. um, and it was like the best two years of my life. Yeah. I met so many people and went drinking and clubbing <laughs> and didn't do my levels <laughs> and tried to resit like three years in a row and then eventually decided that it wasn't worth going to university only because I enjoyed working so much. Yeah. Um, so my first job was at Adam's Children's Wear. Oh my God, I remember those, a little oh, apple. No. Yes, a small <laughs> apple. <laughs> It was really good. Um, I was really good friends with the assistant manager and we used to go out all the time. Party <laughs> she used girl. to lend me her ID. That was great. <laughs> and then we all had that friend. And then I worked in an underwear shop and loved it. Shock horror. Yeah. And actually it was from working in the underwear shop that I was chatting to my dad about it and he was like, you'd really enjoy the process that is behind sales. Yeah. So digging into it a bit more and, and developing brands as a result, you should think about marketing. Okay. Um, so whilst I was doing my many years of retakes, um, I also did a professional certificate in marketing with the Chartered Institute of Marketing, which you can do as accredited. an accredited, <laughs> which you can do as an evening course. Okay. And they actually gave me like a, a what what's it called? Um, a bleh, where they kind of pay for you to do it. Essentially. Oh, okay, yeah, like a, a bursary scholarship, scholarship yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and that was because. I wasn't within a company, whereas yeah. most people that do professional qualifications, at least at that time, yeah, they're going through were, the company. They were, were going through their company, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was amazing because everybody else that was there was giving real-time stories and references yeah. to their different companies in the city that I was living, and they were all in regular marketing jobs. So I basically learned what a marketing exec was just by sitting in this evening class one for one hour a week. That's so um, cool. And I met people in marketing departments of all of those different businesses. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, one of my tutors was particularly passionate about what she did and she worked for a book publisher in Cambridge and nice. I just plucked up the courage at the end of the course to say to her, do you have any work experience? And she gave me, you know, three months work experience as a marketing assistant. That's so cool. So that was super fun. So where did you go from there? Did you like go straight into marketing after that or? Yeah, okay. so for a few months I kind of hunted for a permanent marketing assistant's job and it's easier everybody knows to try and stay within your industry yeah particularly when you're in the early on the early steps of the ladder um so i went and worked for another um, publisher in cambridge scientific technical and material science books it was so all random. very thrilling um they <laughs> the best-selling book ever was uh, cheese problem solved um, like and it was on Jonathan book. Ross for like the best book title ever. But actually, oh God. it was 140 quid. And it was like, what? It was the science behind why like Gorgonzola's crumbly. Yeah, it was wild. Um, <laughs> I love cheese. It was so specific. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th these really were like, you know, PhD articles and stuff. Wow. But, um, it was actually a really fun product to sell because because I had no kind of like. It's got like, no personal passion yeah, for love it. Yeah, love for it. I could be completely <laughs> objective. And I was like, right, actually, who is going to buy this? Mm -hmm. And how am I going to market to them? Get in the head of a PhD cheese scientist. 
and it was really fun it was really interesting so cool uh, so yeah that's so cool so after you were at the publishing company how did you go from like I don't know like how did you get from there to here essentially <laughs> what were your steps tell me everything I want to know like what were your like in between jobs like what what was like, your shitty jobs you know like yeah. uh, like what was the like breast where you're like I had this job and I was like okay this is fucking shit I need to go and just like start my own thing yeah so when I, was a turning point so after that job I was like right I need to I didn't go to uni I was like I need to go to London Yes, I need to go to another city, and I'm going to go to like the biggest and the best city that's only 40 minutes down the road. Oh, look! Because I grew up in Cambridge, um, and I was like, right, how can I get to London? So I was like, oh, I'll work for another publisher, but I really didn't want to work by that point in more scientific and okay. technical and materials publishing. So mm-hmm. I was like, right, I'll go for one of the big publishers who do interesting books like crime thrillers and stuff. I was like, I had my con them into giving me a job. <laughs> So I went for a job at HarperCollins mm-hmm. in their creative solutions department, which is kind of like where you take the content and you you market it to like very different organisations okay. to, to promote their products. Yeah. So like that department put like children's books in McDonald's Happy Meal boxes, things like okay, that. Okay, got you. So they That's thought cool. because of my cheese problem solved connections with like Nestle and like Dare Lee that I had contacts at all these brands. Oh, I could do like brand marketing <laughs> with them. An artist. <laughs> even, even though my connections were like, you know, the science yeah. development team, you know, the product development team and stuff. So that was good. So they gave me a job and nice. did that for a few years. And then um, they, I got a different job there when that team kind of, it was really difficult to use literary content to promote other brands. That's just ideological yeah. stuff. It's not like direct marketing. So, um, I became the Kindle account manager. So that I love Kindle. So yeah, everyone loves a Kindle. But this is when Kindle was really, really big. Yeah. And um I basically just worked with Kindle day in and day out and Amazon are a bloody machine. Oh yeah. So there's just promotions and da 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 and you're looking at price strategy and, and that was really interesting. And then I was like, right, I've had enough of books. I don't want to be pigeonholed into books yeah. because I'm not really a very booky person, even though I might sound like one sometimes. But <laughs> I am not. Um, and my sister will vouch for me who is in the room does she read a lot <laughs> she reads a lot and I don't <laughs> and her spelling is much better than mine um, but yeah so I was like I don't want to get pigeonholed into this I was like right if I can't like st- I don't want to step into another book role I have to step into the kind of the same role but, but in a different industry yeah. So my account were Amazon Kindle and I, so I, I searched for other digital account manager roles mm-hmm. within like consumable media and a job came up on LinkedIn at Ministry of Sound. Oy oy. And I was like, oh, bloody hell, <laughs> all right, give this a bash. <laughs> <laughs> Winged this one as well. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I applied for it and was like, oh, you know, I, I went through the recruiter, through mm-hmm. the head of HR or something. It wasn't actually a recruiter, it was in, in-house. Okay. And um, she was like, sorry, we're looking for someone with very specific experience. And this was exactly like what it had been like trying to get a job in books and in music. Because people love those, like really, really love books and love music and love film and stuff. Like if you don't have the background, a a massive background in that field, then they're like, oh, we can't possibly do the job because you don't love it as much as we do. So she, uh, so I emailed her back. (laughs) I was having a bad day. Oh no. It was just before Christmas. And I probably had some wine at lunch or something. And I was like, actually, (laughs) I can do this job. Fair enough. I haven't had any experience in the music industry, but I know how to work with these clients. And Mm -hmm. actually in some of the smaller accounts, like 
Google Play, for example, yeah. it's the same person that buys books as it is who buys music. music. Exactly. And he runs the same promotion. So I was like, why can't I do this job? And then she was like, oh, well, I agree. Come in for an interview. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I went in for the interview and like tried to focus in the interview on, you know, the the kind of scenarios you'd have with those accounts okay. rather than the actual content itself. And I remember my boss who was my boss for the next three years saying, but do you really like house music? And I was like, yes. House every weekend. I love house. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to have an interview with the CEO. Oh my God. And he was like. Ministry. Yeah. Oh and, my he was, God. and he was like an, a tyrant. Is it house every weekend? Oh, it was horrible. And, um, and he's been in the news for being quite horrible as well, but oh. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, he's a legend. I think he's a legend now, but back then I thought he was horrible. Yeah. And he made me cry. The only interview I've ever... I didn't cry in the interview afterwards, obviously. Okay, good girl. <laughs> held, it, held it together, but my mouth was so dry. Oh. And he was like, give me the most inspirational music marketing campaign you've ever seen. And I was like, shit. What kind of question even, is that? I don't even really like music. Fuck. What am I going to say? And I'd done a little bit of it. Uh, I'd done a little bit of like background. So I was like, I really liked the viral campaign that, um, oh, what they're called. Uh, oh, come on. Is it a shitty band? No, no, no. That was <laughs> Harry Styles. No, what direction? Oh, God. And he was like, don't you think they were famous already? And I was like, only from the UK X Factor. And he was just like, yeah, but but don't you think I carried them throughout the world? And then he was like, no, that's shit. Give me another one. And I was like, fuck, another <laughs> one. Yeah. And um, and then I just, re- anyway, I got the job. And I was flabbergasted when they rang me to offer me. But um, I remember getting there and going for lunch with the girls in my team. You know, yeah. Get any lunch or whatever. And they were like, yeah, Eddie said you really like house music. I was like, he hasn't said much about you, but he said you really like house music. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love house. I was like, fucking love house. <laughs> absolute raver <laughs> every weekend every weekend yeah. eat sleep rave repeat you know that's me it's literally life so what was the steps when you were like okay so i'm in this job like you're obviously you're not coasting you're having a good time you're at ministry yeah. you're in a good role yeah it's kind of like where you wanted to be when did you think okay i want to open a lingerie store <laughs> like yeah that was left field yeah so um my job changed actually from account management in muse at ministry because yeah. it was an international role and actually like it was working with iTunes and stuff before they had the streaming service so like okay, no one you. is downloading music anymore they're all streaming it on mm-hmm. Spotify and stuff and the dynamics of the role was just changing and we used to sell all of our international rights to music whereas actually you could make money off Spotify internationally and stuff nice. it just it, it just wasn't gelling very well anyway so they moved me across to doing like artist marketing internationally which is where it's you kind of manage yeah how mm-hmm. an artist brand is promoted ex UK so I'm trying to think of one of their artists DJ Fresh for okay. example, or Sigala yeah for example um, and yeah I just because it was international, you just had people calling you, you know, oh, Crackadon from Australia, Dead of Night from America. And it was super exciting and fun and made you feel important and things. But I think it, it just got a bit sort of like, where's this going? Mm-hmm. Like, it's been really fun. But do I want to Cheers be in music time. marketing or like, you know, be part of the old boys club eventually? And music. It's all very like, we love music. Yeah. And, and that's every great. Weekend. But, you know that is great for those people and yeah. it's a great industry to work in but it just it wasn't me like to the bone mm-hmm. so I was like actually if I'm going to work this hard maybe I should do it for myself and uh, I hadn't decided that Always. I was definitely going to do undies yeah 
but that was my first kind of job that I really really enjoyed and um this was I've enjoyed all my jobs but that was the the first one and it's always kind of stuck with me uh and then I was walking down Upper Street in January 2016 and there was a vacant unit and I was like ooh that would make a good underwear shop like total random thought totally random what yeah and I was like I really want to open an underwear shop and then the the thought process just went on and on yeah you know and you just daydream and stuff and I was like oh maybe I'll just write to the it had been cleared by the bailiffs so I was like maybe I'll write to the bailiffs wrote to the bailiffs maybe I'll write to the old shop owner that used to have their shop Mm -hmm. there find out why they left that sort of thing did a bit of digging and in the process I found out that it used to be an underwear shop yeah, like 50 years before, and it had been oh. an underwear shop for like 100 years. Okay. Yeah, so it was like a corseteer. Yeah. Help me out, Rita. Corseteer? Yeah, and Ooh. then and then it, it became, you know, morphed more into a regular underwear shop yeah. or lingerie boutique, I'm sure. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, this is it's meant got to a be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that unit was far too expensive. So then uh. I went on the hunt for another unit. Yeah. Was, but the, the idea stuck in my mind, and... The more I thought about it, I was like, well, there's no gap in the market for lingerie boutiques. There's, like, there's, they're coming out of your ears, really, on the independent high mm-hmm. street. But I was like, how can I make it different? Yeah. Like, what would I want from an underwear shop that was on my local high street without, particularly in London, without going, like, to central London? And I was yeah. like, I want reasonable price. I want different purposes. So if I needed a sports bra or I needed nipple petals or spanks or... <laughs> or the nipple petals. Or, you know... A bralette for yeah. lounging around at the weekend, and I don't want to spend sixty-five pounds on each one of those exactly. items. I want to spend, you know, I'm happy to spend twenty pounds rather than like five pounds at Primark, but I'm not going to spend, you know, sixty-five quid. So mm-hmm. I was like, right, I will extract the department store bra department, which everyone finds so intimidating, you know, John Lewis or yeah. Debenhams or whatever, and I will curate something that's a bit more selective, but I will still try and have something for everyone yeah. and every occasion. So here we are. Here we are. In the pantry. So did you really conduct like any kind of market research or was it just like your gut feeling because yeah, like, you're I'm, the shopper? I had a lot. I looked at a lot of like independent boutiques. Okay. Um, and no one really markets themselves as an underwear shop. Mm-hmm. No one's really kind of going for the same price point and that's fair enough. You know, they don't, yeah. if you're on a local high street, you don't necessarily get as much footfall to to warrant what a department store's price point is mm-hmm. and that's that's a clear disparity you know you go for the more expensive luxury stuff because you need to sell fewer units to a select customer base who are more you know lingerie yeah. addicts lingerie fiends who'll come back and Definitely. spend more um so yeah it's a different proposition and we've just got to get that message across <laughs> we'll be there it's fine get, get the foot through the door Feet what advice would you give to anyone that's like looking to start their own business in general we'll do lingerie after uh go for it oh okay yeah. <laughs> go for it far too many people say i would uh, oh i wish so the, the the thing that most common most commonly people have said to me is oh you're so brave you I, would, say that. I would never do that mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and a lot of those people are people that I respect mm-hmm. a lot and I know full well that they could do it and they could probably yeah. do it better than me but they you know for whatever reason something's holding them back so yeah. that would be I mean you know 
we can be more specific there are lots yeah. of things you need to look into there are lots of hurdles there are lots of I've had lots of curveballs already and I'm not saying that this is going to be successful and that it's not going to shut down eventually but it's but already success because it's here we're in here, here so yeah. that's it that's um but yeah I, I would say you only live once yeah and you should go for it if you want to go for it and what advice would you give to anyone not lingerie store but if they wanted to start their own lingerie brand so I'm seeing so many like small independent brands coming up on Instagram like what kind of thing do you look for as a retailer when you're looking at new brands to bring into the store I look for a point of difference okay so let's say you're a bralette brand Mm -hmm. instead of doing dress sizes small medium large or a to d cup looking at something that's a solution for up to an f cup yeah and starting at a 30 back and going to a 40 back now I know that means you have to make so much more and it's more technology and stuff but you can go one way like you can do bralettes that are like the 28 back to like 40 back Mm -hmm. d to g whatever but i think that kind of and also like look it doesn't it's not just a size thing it's also like think about purpose think about when people are going to wear it definitely think about why people buy different types of bras like a t-shirt bra or Mm -hmm. a lacy bra or yeah fit for purpose yeah fit for purpose definitely amazing let's take a break <sighs> and try some bits take it for a drink let's go for a meal what do you think take you for a coffee baby let's go for a drink let's go for a meal tell me what you think tell me what you think and we're back after our short little break of some bubbles so every week we do the quick fire round and yeah i'm really excited to ask you these questions actually because they're so random and wired wired weird <laughs> and wired. it's just good to hear what everyone says so the first question that i'm going to ask you is if you could go for dinner with three people dead or alive who would you go for dinner with and why oh my gosh three people yes um okay definitely david Suchet. okay because i'm a massive hercule poirot stroke Agatha Christie fan and he was definitely the best Poirot reminds me of my mom so badly (laughs) (laughs) I did go to an intimate talk with David Suchet once yeah at at some theatre somewhere it was very intense and I didn't know enough technical stuff to answer any good (laughs) questions which really frustrated me because I really wanted to direct an answer to me (laughs) um so he would be one Mm -hmm. um and then ooh it's a really tough one between I'm, I'm sitting between um oh actually i know Stuart mcbride who is an author okay. he's scottish he's really entertaining um it's a crime thriller and because i used to work in publishing i met him once and he was Aww. fabulous he was just really interesting and in how he like constructed all of his mystery as you can tell it's got a bit, a bit of a mysterious yeah. thing um and then the and also he's kind of not like super duper celebrity so i think he brings like something different to the group Mm -hmm. um and then finally oh beyonce or celine dion that's the question oh the struggle struggle. (laughs) Uh, probably beyonce because she's a bit younger than both yeah so she again brings another dynamic to the group or maybe adele or maybe adele because she's got good chat yeah exactly bit of banter around the table i basically said all of my like heroines there (laughs) adele celine dion beyonce and victoria beckham she's got good chat 
Oh, I'd like to meet Victoria Beckham, actually. Not that many people see it, but... No, but I think she's like, would be really <clears> fun to hang out with. I was it. a big fan of the series Victoria Going to America. Um, I yeah. I've seen that. Oh my God, Google okay, it. I'll find it this evening. YouTube it. Everything. It's incredible. Okay. Yeah. The next question I have, this is like business related, but kind of like life as well. Do you have any books, like podcasts or like websites that you look at for like inspiration or that you look at to like help you direct your business, you know, for tips and tricks, like that kind of thing? Um, yes, <laughs> nothing. I don't have like specific literature that okay. I've turned to. Uh, in the past, my dad's really good at at buying me provocative books oh that sounds really weird <laughs> no, it doesn't. um but to do with business That's so good. he bought me the everything store uh-huh. which is all about um jeff bezos who founded amazon and all about nice. the amazon way yeah. and how he wanted to create the everything at store. the lowest price and that was really interesting um but I have to say I'm not very good at picking out those reference books myself mm-hmm. and I don't have a lot of time and, and actually reading is like my release so I will always go for a murder mystery continuing yeah. the theme <laughs> <laughs> something bloody and gruesome and so and forensic and completely far away from what I do life, yeah, exactly. yeah everyday life um so in terms of like inspiration I suppose I absolutely love Instagram yeah. I was a real latecomer to Instagram but now setting, you love it. Setting out the pantry underwear has really, <laughs> you know, made me into a real fan. Like I sit on it a lot in terms of, you know, looking at what's happening in my industry and just in general, like lifestyle and culture yeah. for my demographic. Um, you know, I think the whole kind of generational shift between social media sites uh-huh. um, can be seen with Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. So whilst we all used to relate much more to Facebook and Instagram was seen as new age, now I find Facebook much more complicated. Oh my God, definitely. Even though they push more traffic to Retail. online stores, yeah, yeah um, I still find it much harder to, c- to connect organically. I completely agree. I think, I don't know, from like my work side of things, like Facebook ads are so powerful if you're like someone that's running an e-commerce site and they are proven to be more successful at this point than Instagram adverts for sales, but Instagram adverts haven't been along, around as long, number no. one. But to me, it's just so weird because if I see a Facebook ad, nine times out of 10, actually 100, I don't press on them. No. Like Normally I have ad blocker on, so that's another thing. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people my age do as well, but with Instagram, I don't know, I just like the way that Instagram ads are mm. as well. <laughs> and also yeah. just Instagram as a platform in general because it's, so it's not because it's not littered with ads. Yeah. It it's difficult to differentiate between actual content yeah. and advertorial or, or advertising content. I mean, I have found I've only had the shop for a month, uh, yeah. the online shop for a month that Instagram referrals spend four times as much time on the site as Facebook. Um, and I've placed a few kind of scattered Facebook ads here and there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 um, so perhaps that's because it's not as good quality referrals. Yeah. But it's interesting know. anyway. It is interesting. So what was your dream job as a child? Huh. Gosh. Um, think back. I wanted to be a primary school teacher for a while. Cute. And um, the auto-generating machine, after the multi, 
multiple choice questions at sick form um oh told God. me i should be an Fast ambulance Marta. driver did you do faster Marta? Is that what it's called? maybe oh my god i can't remember what it's called <laughs> it no. was horrible to me it was just like ambulance driver yeah and yeah. i know like how could you even tell someone like they should be an history a- books yeah you like a fast-paced environment yeah at least a forensic pathologist <laughs> what the hell i know and then obviously i wanted to be a forensic pathologist but that was kind of, of later in life that i actually realized as I, as I got into Silent Witness and Waking the Dead, <laughs> as those BBC dramas really took off, yeah. um, then I decided I wanted to be a forensic pathologist. And I did yeah. actually look into it like later on, yeah. you know, kind of 15, 16, but I hadn't done well enough in my GCSEs to do science A-levels and it was just oh all God. too, like, too many more steps to take. It's a horrible journey. So, you know, just read about them. <laughs> and watch them if you were a fictional character this is a great question to ask you actually because you, you <laughs> love books if you no, were a just murder mysteries <laughs> who would you be though mm. god that's such a good question yes i'm so excited yeah i suppose maybe miss marple because Obviously. i could i mean miss marple is a mature creature and you know she could have had her career in her underwear shop Mm -hmm. and building the brand and going online and whatever and (laughs) several underwear shops and then still been the sleuth that she grew into i mean she was never she's never really been young no she was always uh yeah she she was always mature so yeah there we are (laughs) (laughs) we've definitely developed a theme If you knew the world was ending tomorrow and you had an unlimited budget, what would you do with your final day? You can't tell anyone that the world's ending, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's another really good question. Um, Okay, well, if I'm not allowed to tell anyone the world's ending, then I'd probably waste at least a quarter of the day Mm -hmm. attempting to get all of my family together. Please, just don't go to work. don't go to work. Um, All cool and sick. Don't go to school. I've got two half-brothers that are much younger. Um, And they're all dotted all over the place, so I'd have to procure a helicopter or something, wouldn't I? Or a jet plane. Yeah, I can afford it. I've got an unlimited budget. Um, and then what do I love doing with them? Well, if it was summertime, I would instigate a large rounders match, oh, I nice. think. Yeah, like, you know, integrating different halves of the family yeah. or boys versus girls or something yeah. like that. We've got a pretty even split. Um, and then mm, definitely I would make spaghetti bolognese for everyone because I love making spaghetti bolognese and consuming it. Dish. And um, to get some very expensive red wine to go with it. Very nice. And then roll into the evening, get some champagne, unlimited, obviously. Only and um, I would have had the spag bowl relatively early and after exercise with the rounders game. Yeah. So I would have created a hole. And with that hole, I would fill, <laughs> um, you know, some kind of, what's my favourite takeaway? Mm, Tiffington, North London, Curry oh, yeah. House, exceptional. Potentially a Tiffington, okay. if, if my spag bowl had gone down. <laughs> if they're open yep and then I would obviously give everybody a cash prize in my family we're rich yeah by the way we're rich today (laughs) Today and we die tomorrow (laughs) oh is is the world ending for everyone oh sorry I thought you meant just for me no oh um okay no more champagne more champagne (laughs) more champagne and then um my dad loves instigating a watch of Kevin and Perry go large and I definitely that'd be a good way to top it off why the hell not? Or a murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I 
thank you so much. Yeah. That's literally all the questions. That's it. Oh, like, oh my god, I'm so relieved. <laughs> oh my god, I talked so much about murder mystery. That's bad. No, it's fine. One sec. So thank you so much, Ellie, for having us. We had literally so much fun at the pant party. All the girls came down. Everyone that follows me on Instagram is probably like, oh my God, <laughs> these girls, so much underwear. Thank you so much for having us. Where can everyone find you? Instagram, Twitter, website, just throw your handles out there. Yeah, so it's at The Pantry Underwear on Facebook, um, Instagram, www.thepantryunderwear.com for the online shop. Yeah. And, you know, we've got all the live feeds on there as well. And then uh, at Pant Diaries for Twitter. Pant Diaries. And where can people find you in real life? 27 Camden Passage. Three minutes from Angel Tube. There we go, guys. That's everything. Woohoo! Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Go for a coffee. Take you for a drink. Let's go for a meal. What do you think? Take you for a coffee, baby. Let's go for a drink. Let's go for a meal. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. I'm scared. Are we live? We can swear, by the way. That's can we swear? Okay. Is that because you're going to bleep it out? No, because we'll leave the swears in. <laughs> okay, good. I know, I was going to say, you I, know. Thought, I thought this was live. <laughs> oh no, live's fine. It's probably just going to be like weird guys like, oh, boo-boo, you're like on live, basically. <laughs> That's basically all Instagram live seems to be.